This podcast episode should not be used as a substitute for medical or mental health advice. Individuals are advised to seek independent medical advice, counseling, and or therapy from a healthcare professional with respect to any medical condition, mental health issue, or health inquiry, including matters discussed on this podcast episode. Welcome back to the Unfiltered Podcast. This is episode 14. In today's episode, Dr. Erin, a counseling psychologist and the clinical director of Psyche Therapy Center, will answer these four questions from our community. 1. I am going to be getting a restraining order on my narcissistic ex. What are five things that I should know about narcissistic behavior to prepare myself for this? 2. When the narcissist blocks me, it triggers my fears of abandonment and I feel like I'm going crazy. What are a few things that I can do to overcome this fear that I have? 3. I've been struggling to find a therapist who understands narcissistic abuse. What are some questions I can ask a therapist in the initial meeting to figure out if it's going to be a good fit for me? 4. I want to distance myself from my narcissistic mother, but guilt and shame are holding me back. I was the helper child for most of my life, so I feel responsible for her well-being, but she is destroying my physical and mental health. How can I overcome these feelings and move forward in life? Hi, Dr. Erin. Thank you for joining me today. It's nice to have you in this podcast episode. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. So let's get started with the questions right away. The first question is, I'm going to be getting a restraining order on my narcissistic ex. What are five things that I should know about narcissistic behavior to prepare myself for this? Okay, so... Firstly, I would like to say to the person asking the question that I'm really sorry that they are going through difficulties. This person must feel either fearful or threatened in some way. And without knowing the full context, I think it would be important to point out, firstly, the difference between narcissistic behavior or traits and narcissistic personality disorder. According to the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the DSM-5, um, NPD is associated with a pervasive pattern of grandiosity, a need for admiration, and a lack of empathy. And people with NPD are usually associated with being arrogant or cocky or manipulative, However, while these are symptoms, not everyone with these characteristics will have narcissistic personality disorder. So at times a person with MPD may also have other comorbid difficulties as well or disorders. It's difficult to diagnose because most people with MPD don't realize that they have it, you know. So there's also nine characteristics that are shown in the DSM-5 in which a person must have five of these at least in order to receive a diagnosis. So there may be many reasons underlying someone's narcissistic behavior. One of the behaviors stemming from narcissism is that they may be very defensive. And in some cases, if a person with these traits is being boundaried, this may cause the person to be extremely angry. 
I would say to the person that's asking these questions to keep yourself safe. I would tell people who are close to you if you're fearful of this reaction. However, in other cases, a person who has narcissistic tendencies, they might walk away without action. And this may be to show an unimportance of the restraining order to them or unimportance of the relationship to them. Another behavior could be a form of gaslighting. And this could be to try and turn this around or to blame you in some way. And no matter how painful these behaviors can feel, it is best that you should try and not engage with this or interact. On the other hand, they might try and charm you. Um, they might try and win you over in some way. Because narcissists lack empathy and have a strong sense of entitlement, boundaries are something that will get in their way. So what I would say to the person asking these questions is that you obviously have your reasons for the restraining restraining order and you know this person's past behaviours and therefore you must remember your reasons for wanting that restraining order in the first place. Narcissists can want and demand to be in control and their sense of entitlement can make it seem logical to them that they should be in control of everything. Therefore, I would say not to expect them to take any responsibility. And people with these traits can be very afraid of being ridiculed. So as I stated previously, there are many underlying reasons for narcissism. And this can be environmental factors or genetics or neurobiology. And in most cases, it can stem from also a deeper place of insecurity. So I would say that would be my answer for that one. Yeah, thank you. That was a really good answer. Uh, let's go to the second question. When the narcissist blocks me, it triggers my fears of abandonment and I feel like I'm going crazy. What are a few things that I can do to overcome this fear that I have? Okay, again, I would say to the person asking these questions that I'm sorry again for your experiences. Um, without knowing where your fears of abandonment stem from, I do know that from my experience that fears of abandonment are very difficult. There are various types of narcissists and many types of relationships, whether it be parental or partner, work colleague or someone you consider as a friend. And whatever context the relationship is, dealing with a person who is narcissistic can be a very difficult relationship. It's important to mention that they may not always intend to hurt the person that they are in, in the relationship with. However, it does happen. A common misconception is that narcissists always seek to be around someone who may be vulnerable. However, since narcissists rely on exclusive focus and attention, an empathic person would naturally appeal to them. Someone who is narcissistic might seek relationships with people who are self-sacrificing. And if you feel that you have fears of abandonment, it might be that you put their needs before your own. It might be that the person with the narcissistic traits may not have any desire or capability to focus on your needs. And it's possible that they may display controlling behaviors and almost want to reject and then accept you again for whatever reason. 
the important aspect here is that you're very aware in your case of what's going on for you and how you feel you're being treated. Narcissists can often have their own fears of abandonment and they may use patterns of behaviours to project those fears. So there may be many reasons for the person to block you, but for someone who has narcissistic characteristics, one of the reasons may be that they're not getting enough from you. Um, they may be suppressing their emotions. They may then return to you because they miss that supply or praise or of attention, you know. So at times a person might even be blamed for making them block you or leave you. And they may threaten to not return again the next time. And if these are your experiences and you find yourself in this cycle, I would encourage you to seek help. Maybe go into some therapy yourself to understand what's going on for you. If you have abandonment fears, being in a relationship with someone who may be a narcissistic person can be very detrimental to your own mental health. And it's not easy to break the cycle if you're constantly fighting this rejection and these fears of abandonment won't go away, they'll only increase. Because even if you have acceptance again, you may be constantly fearful the next time this may happen. So if you're asking yourself questions such as, is it me? Am I going crazy? I'm feeling fearful and confused. Your feelings are valid. You may have to consider leaving an unhealthy relationship, which is very difficult to do. You may be experiencing codependency anxiety, which is when codependent personality feels fear at the potential of being abandoned by their partner, friend, work colleague, and so on. However, the narcissist has it may have anxiety of being abandoned as well. And all of these feelings, they really create insecurity within the relationship as a whole, you know? So they then might offer their affection attention as bait to attract this codependent person. So both the narcissist and the codependent are vulnerable and in fear of losing the relationship. And it might be that both narcissist and the person who's codependent fear this abandonment and somehow you have to be able to break that cycle. So again, I would really encourage that if something you're going through and it's a cycle, to maybe seek some support and help for yourself. Thank you. Um, then the third question. I've been struggling to find a therapist who understands narcissistic abuse. What are some questions I can ask a therapist in the initial meeting to figure out if it's going to be a good fit for me? So I would say to the person asking this question, to definitely do your research, as it's vital to find someone who is a good fit for you. Firstly, make sure your therapist is qualified, registered with a professional body, such as the BACP or HCPC. Usually a therapist who has experience in treating trauma or abuse or a relationship therapist can also treat you on an individual basis. People who understand anxiety or PTSD or addictions as the trauma bond must be broken. Um, usually if you're searching for a therapist, you can go onto sites such as Psychology Today or Counseling Directory, and these therapists will have a bio of 
the work and their experience, who they are, who they treat. And, you know, at my practice, we offer a free 15-minute consultation on the phone, and a lot of therapists will do this as well. So you can simply ask a therapist what their experiences are with treating narcissistic abuse. You need a therapist that is empathic, warm, validating, and understanding. You might not be ready to give up the narcissist. Your therapist has to understand this, and they have to allow you to make your own choices, but be able to give you psychoeducation on the effects of staying in a narcissistic abusive relationship. And if you are in a relationship with a narcissist, you also need to be ready to find that out for yourself. So you have to know that your therapist is there for you to help you work through the trauma and the pain that you're experiencing. And there are also specialized therapists who specifically state they work with narcissistic abuse and coercive control or and someone they might work using different modalities like trauma therapy, CBT, schema therapy, compassion focused therapy and so on. Thank you. Uh, you mentioned those different types of therapy. Um, have you noticed that some of those types of therapy is the best when it comes to healing from narcissistic abuse? Or is it really just very, like it depends a lot about the individual? Or can you say something about that? Yeah, of course. I think it can. It really does depend on the individual. So usually... You know, if someone was coming in to me for the first time, there would be an assessment session where we would have formulate the best treatment plan moving forward. So you're looking at things like, um, you know, what is what are their past experiences? So it might be, you know, mother and child or father and child. And this can be very long standing, very deep rooted, you know, issues. So something like schema therapy, which delves a lot deeper into this, these issues might help. It might be that they're trying to figure out whether to leave the relationship and maybe cognitive behavioral therapy would be best suited for something like that. Or, or maybe they've, they've been criticized or they've, they've maybe experienced so much um, trauma that they have these inner thoughts of I'm not good enough. And so maybe some compassion-focused therapy might be. So it's, it really does depend on the individual, what their circumstances are. But the therapist will always usually formulate and assess this within the first one or two sessions and make sure that they give the right, correct or best-suited treatment plan to that person. Thank you. That already like helped a lot when you mentioned like, with like with uh, schema therapy this uh, it probably helps most when the issues are like very deeply rooted mm -hmm. and stuff like that thank you for that um then the fourth question i want to distance myself from my narcissistic mother but guilt and shame are holding me back i was the helper child for most of my life so i feel responsible for her well-being but she is destroying my physical and mental health how can I overcome these feelings and move forward in life? So again, to the person that's asking these questions, I'm really sorry for your experiences. And I can only imagine the difficult predicament that you find yourself in and your physical, mental well-being are so important. Part of being a child means looking to our parents for love and support and encouragement 
to have our emotional needs met. And if a mother portrays narcissistic characteristics, they may have always sought out admiration or felt entitled to this from their child. They may exploit their children and they may, may even be naive to the damage that they are causing. Um, if a person who has experienced, you know, someone who, a narcissistic mother, then your behaviours of perhaps seeking approval or feelings of responsibility towards her well-being will be very deep-rooted. And they'd be very deep-rooted issues that I would, again, really encourage you to seek therapy or support for. Um, you might be need to address the issues and the trauma that's left behind. Um, it would be, then be really up to you to decide whether to remain in your mother's life or not, or whether you can manage your emotions. Um, but remember always that your well-being comes first. And if you feel that you cannot walk away from the unhealthy relationship for whatever reasons, um, you might maybe want to distance yourself gradually from the relationship. There are some things that you can do, so such as avoid reacting to bad behaviour or manipulation. And this is if you decide and you've worked through your issues and you decide that you do want to remain in this person's life, in your mother's life. Um, but, you know, it's it's hard not to react, especially if it's very deep and long-standing issues, you know. Um, if you use and maybe try and use your empathy in a healthy way for you, so it's not to excuse her bad behaviour, but it might be healthy to change that into compassion for yourself. You know, so narcissists in our world may be fragile and chaotic and torturous, and it might be better to think for yourself, I feel sorry for her rather than I hate her, for example. Um, refuse to argue. Try not to get into any arguments. You know, the more you react, the more you'll be drawn in. And maintain your position with quiet confidence. You can also try and depersonalize. Try and practice emotional detachment. You know, this is not about me. This is about you. Maybe setting some boundaries and maybe trying to make some inner peace with yourself. Um, that this is her behavior, you know. Thank you. You mentioned many, many good tips. Um, I would want to ask one follow-up question about the emotional detachment. So if a client comes to you and asks, what are the first steps that I could take to start to emotionally detach from my narcissistic mother, for example? What do you usually say to them? Can you, like, is it again, like, it depends on the individual probably, but if you could give some kind of general, like, comments and advice. Sure, again, it's just, it's very, very difficult to give an exact answer because, as you just said, it is very based on an individual basis and it really depends on that person's circumstance, how long-standing and deep-rooted these issues are, you know. And I would say the first thing that really that you need to do is to learn a better awareness of the traits. So if you have a better understanding of what's going on, it's very difficult to unsee it, you know. So it's about really protecting yourself, validating yourself, you know, and that just may come through... Firstly, having more of an awareness, but also if you can start to have more compassion towards yourself as well, you'll be able to more 
um, better emotionally detached from that person. And again, it's about remembering that this is about their behaviours and it's not about you. Um, I guess you must heal from things that have caused any trauma in your life as well, you know, um, and understand the codependency that might be happening around us. Thank you so much. Uh, that was the last question. So thank you for listening to this episode. And thank you, Dr. Erin, once again for coming to this episode and answering these questions. Sure, no problem. Thank you for having me.